everybody, welcome to episode 124 of For the Love of Guns. This is the podcast about the people, the products, and the priorities of the firearms culture. It's my pleasure to welcome back Susan Romanoff from the Shooting for Women's Alliance. Now, when she was on last time, you guys loved the content. Just judging from the downloads, you guys absolutely loved it. When she was talking about how to pick a handgun that, well, fits your hand. Well, she's back to really show you how to choose, well, the holster for that handgun that now fits your hand. But before we talk to Susan, it's time to pay the bills. And these sponsors bring you this content. So please go support them because I really can't do this without their help. And they need your help to help me bring you content. And this podcast is brought to you by Falco Holsters. Falco is my go-to for holsters because of the quality. I absolutely love that the quality of these things are, well, done by hand. I, you know, a machine does a good job, but sometimes you get like edges that just don't match up. Well, there's a person there making my holster by hand. And the quality is just absolutely amazing. There's just nothing like a handmade holster. Go check them out because they can make a holster for any gun, every budget, without sacrificing quality. And if you use the checkout code Banshee, you'll save 10%. The link down below. Now, this episode is also brought to you by Ammo Squared. Last week, we had Ammo Dan on. Ammo Dan talked about, well, the whole beginnings of Ammo Squared, how he came up with the idea. And we even talked about like the current like ammunition crisis that's going on. Go check that episode out, but also check out Ammo Squared because they're making us rethink ammo. Ammo can be an investment because when times get tough, prices of ammo go up. You just be able to make a little bit of money. Check out Ammo Squared. I have a link down below. Now with the bills paid, it's time to talk to Susan. Susan, tell me about your love of guns. Sure. I am Susan Romanov, and I am the founder of Shooting for Women Alliance. Shooting for Women Alliance was set up because uh, I wanted to help women and the men they bring with them better prepare themselves for self-defense, having been held hostage in my house for five and a half hours at knife point in 1992 and then stalked for two years. Hence, this is our 20th anniversary uh, just for Shooting for Women Alliance. We started in 2003 as a not-for-profit. I personally have trained more than 100,000 women and a few men they bring with them, and that's just a regular uh, kind of type uh, handgun carry class, not to mention all of our extended classes. So yeah, a lot of people, um, I try to stay under the radar a lot. Uh, not that I feel like I'm going to get shot. That's not it so much, but I'm so busy helping other people learn how, learn how to shoot. Well, you know, I, I don't uh, get to get on much myself personally. So this is always a joy for me, really, Jason, and we always have a great time. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. I mean, you think about it, uh, we met at SHOT. Um, I actually have known your husband for 10 minutes longer than I've known you, uh, because, because your husband is your firewall. Uh, you gotta get, you gotta get through Vlad to get to, to Susan. Um, and then, um, you've been, this is now your third time on the podcast and we really yeah. appreciate you coming on because we've really just with you coming on, we've learned a lot about, I mean, the last podcast, we learned about how to fit a gun to our hand. Like how did you basically choose a gun that fits mm -hmm. your hand? Mm -hmm. And uh, we found out, and yes, 
every every gun that may have sh- that may show up in this podcast has been cleared before we get it. That's uh, good. There's no am- ammunition in the area, but I mean, like we were even just before we started talking, my my go-to is my Sig P365XL, which mm-hmm. at the last podcast you showed me why this is the worst gun in the world for me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> which now has me since that podcast I've been rethinking everything about my carry. But now we're going to talk about well the thing that this that I carry this in, right. and I'm sure you're going to make me rethink all my holsters now. So, since how do we choose? I mean, there, there's so many different types of holsters, so many different holster companies. Mm-hmm. Where do we start with choosing holsters? Okay, so we're going to start with something that we do not want to end up with. Not which is which is also very expensive, but we don't want to end up with showing that box you showed me that has the yellow lid on it. Jason has a box, this box of holster options and carry options that he has gone through trying to get where he is today. And there's so many people that have that, right? There's so many people that have well, that. Well, it's funny. It's, I'm, I'm getting ready to go into a second box. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm getting ready to go into a second box. Okay. So listen, we just shut everybody out. This is you and me personally, you know what I'm saying? And we'll get that no. thing solved for you. You can't be spending that kind of money. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's hilarious. That, that really is the key. Where don't you want to end up is, is very important. But at the same time, there are certain things that a holster has to do for us. That's very important. And just like a gun, getting options through a Facebook page, hey, what do you use? And gee, I like this. That doesn't help you with your unique qualities, which is your ability to have a gun in a certain place because of your body type or whether or not you have access to it. For instance, if you have knee problems, you're certainly not going to be using a ankle holster, for instance, right? Right. That wouldn't be such a good idea. So yeah, it depends on your own unique qualities and the odds of you prevailing in a time when you have to get at your gun, get it out in less than two seconds to stop somebody who's trying to hurt you, who's a very short distance from you. In all of that process, your holster, your gear can slow you down immensely. It can take more time to just get the gun out of the gear than it does for you to be able to even defend yourself. So that's critical thinking for critical situations. And that's what we're gonna kind of talk about as we look at the different options that are out there to increase those odds you're gonna prevail. So what I'm going to say is this, how fast can you access your gun, right? How fast can you access it, get it out of your holster and on target? What actually is the the way to increase the odds you're going to get on target faster? Well, canting a gun forward in your holster, by the time you pull it out this way and take your time to move it this far before you get it on target has now just decreased your odds. Jerry Mitchell broke a record. You know, I'm sure he didn't come out of his holster under his foot and come around the corner, tip his gun forward and yank it out. It's you're you're losing precious seconds. So that tipping forward, although a lot of people use that to kind of better conceal a gun on their body, that can actually decrease the odds that you're going to get your gun on target quickly. The other thing is when you're in a fight, can you hold on to it? Are you going to be able to hold on to that gun? Are you going to be able to retain it? They call it. What is your retention of that holster? So we'll talk about some of the things with holsters that create better retention than others. I mean, you certainly don't want to lose it when you go into the ladies room or the men's room and you know, then it's on the floor, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And then the other question is the products themselves, what kind of products can you rely on? And I've, I've seen it said many, many times, and I think it's a very good short explanation. You spend a lot of money for a gun. 
why would you go cheap on a holster system to keep a control of that gun, right? So when you can find something that is excellent quality at a fair price, right? And does what you need to with a holster, then you've really hit the best of all worlds. Falco is one of those brands. You and I both love the, the Falco brand, right? So yeah, that's, if you don't know about them, what is their, what is their link? Do you know, Jason? Uh, there's, a, there's actually a link the, down in the description to Falco. Okay. Because uh, Falco is actually one of the sponsors of the podcast. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. And no, and no, Falco did not pay us to do this. We actually do like, oh, no, no, no. Funny, that's actually, it was <laughs> no. actually at the Falco booth that the two of us met. Exactly. <laughs> um, which, yeah. Which no, is no. kind of funny. And, that's and, and, and that's the thing I like you talking about this because I, I, I've got a lot of holsters, right? Mm -hmm. And over the years, it's, I like this whole, you know, you look at a holster like that looks either cool or I think that'll do the job or it was recommended any pick, whatever, however you got this holster, mm -hmm. but then it didn't form for some reason. Right. right? Um, I have a holster here. Um, this is when I started carrying a P229. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a Galco, not a Falco. This is a Galco. Oh, um, and, uh, and, Actually, this is one of the things I didn't like about the holster. I used to like Galco holsters, but it their leather kind of just broke down over time. Mm -hmm. It's not like really thick leather. It doesn't. It's it's machine made, which is why I kind of like you know the Falcos. Is I mean, if we you really that really doesn't come up very well. But this is at least twenty five percent thicker, right? On, on the their holster, right? And it's better. It's a better quality leather. leather. Does that have engraving What's, on it? The one that you have, that thing, can, I don't yeah. know if you can see it. I have this brochure just to show you. Look at that engraving on there. That's upside down. So <laughs> Do not carry one, it this way. That would not be good. Anyway, yeah. So, so go. this, is, this is one of their hand engraved. Oh, there you go. Uh, hand carved. Yeah. This was the, uh, this was the, uh, the, the special holster last Christmas. Mm -hmm. Every year they come out with a special holster. This is the one from last year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean. That's all handmade. It's not like laser etched. It's not. Uh, okay. That's kind of why I like it. I, I like that they're going to the artisans. But this is why um, I've been looking at holsters. Just, you know, I want to get a good quality holster. It's going to last me. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to become, you know, this floppy mess. Right. I mean, you can see there's there's a lot of wear on this holster. I mm -hmm. wore that kind of a lot. Yeah. Um, well, just I think we should interject two things. One, you brought it up sure. a minute ago. They're not paying us to do this. It just happened to come out because it's a very good bit of information. But um, Shooting for Women Alliance gets paid nothing whatsoever. We're a 501c3. No people that we talk about their products pay us. OK, we're not a sponsor for anybody. But the other thing that's interesting <laughs> is none of us pay us to uh, or to say the things that are truthful about their their uh their systems either, which means if we say bad things, you know, we're not getting paid for that either. But in the, in the end, uh, the real key is that you're going to increase those odds, you're going to prevail. And when you've worked with as many people and seen as many products go through your hands with all these people who are struggling, it becomes just a base of a good knowledge base of information that we need to share. Yeah, absolutely. So now, what's the price of that holster? Because Falco, I keep interrupting, I'm sorry. But the other point I was thinking was, you would think that Falco would be more expensive than Galco, and it's not. It's not. It's actually like right around the same price. They might be on some holsters that might be a couple dollars more, and 
other holsters, they might be a couple of dollars less. When I look, um, and it all, mm -mm. they're cheap. It also, they're cheaper now. They are okay. cheap. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's this what is, and that's and that's the thing is is that I I, I like I, I like that they're handmade. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking for that because I, I've had um, I had a and it's actually in the bin back there. I actually had a well known um, holster, mm -hmm. and it was for uh, my Sig P220, mm -hmm. which is a very large gun, mm -hmm. um, and it didn't fit. It didn't fit, and it was a full, um, you know, it was a full Kydex holster. Mm -hmm. And I talked to I talked to them, and and, and they're like, "Well, it it, it fits." I'm like, "Well, I I actually did a little private video on the YouTube channel for them to see. It doesn't fit." Mm -hmm. And they they're like, "Okay, they fixed the problem." Right. They made a new holster. They they found a problem with their jig, mm -hmm. and they fixed their jig. Mm -hmm. Sent me a new holster and it worked fine. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, and so what's the, when we talk about Kydex, there's different weights of Kydex, right? Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, there are different weights of Kydex. So some Kydex is really very thin. Some Ky some Kydex is heavier or thicker. You know, a lot of that has to do with the durability of what that holster is going to be, right? Yeah. yeah. And that, and that's the thing is these are I think 0. 0.8 um, or 0. 0.8. I forget. Yeah, I think it's 0. 0.8. So it's a thick Kydex, and um, I'll, I'll just say this: this is Concealment Express. Oh, um, nice. I was uh, I was a Concealment Express dealer back when I was an FFL. Oh, okay. I, I I still like their 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 holsters even today, mm -hmm. but they that's the one thing, and they didn't know I was a dealer. They didn't know I was a content creator. Mm -hmm. I just bought the I bought the holster. Mm -hmm. It didn't perform. They listened. They, uh, eventually, they listened. <laughs> um, you know, they're like, hey, as soon as I showed them what was wrong, they 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 jumped right in and fixed the problem. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I like about some of these smaller companies mm -hmm. is that you can talk to someone and go, "There's something wrong with your product," mm -hmm. and they'll, mm -hmm. and they'll fix it. Right. And one of the things I hope to do today is to talk about some of the things in a holster that you want to have right at that you can look for yourself. So you don't have to try to figure out why it doesn't work. You know, for an, for example, um, one of the things that is important, this happens to be a stealth gear holster. It's a vent core system. It's a patented system. It's very soft against your skin, very sturdy, but it also breathes. If you hold it up to the light, you can't really probably look through here, but you can literally see through this. Right. And it has okay. a Kydex front on it. Now, the thing of this is you, the way this cut is in the back right here, if when you go in to grab your gun like this, or what I say, it'd be like this. Oh, yeah, here we go again, Jason. I do this every time we go. Like this, <laughs> grab gun. You don't want your grip to be affected by having to grab also yes. behind this piece, right? You don't want that. So it has to sort of fit. And that's one of the first things you have to consider when you pick up a holster to determine whether or not that holster is going to give you quick access to it without interference as you sort of grab the gun out of the holster. Oh. So I showed you this one off camera. Um, so this is this is this is a Falco holster, mm -hmm. um, and it has interference right here. It does. Um, this Turn it is around the, the other way, Jason. The backside. Show that from the backside. Yeah. So you can see the interference where you can't get to the beaver tail fish, right? right here. On the so back. So when you get up into there, it starts right. doing it. 
And um, I've talked to Falco. Um, mm-hmm. I sent them pictures, and I even sent them pictures with a tape measure across it so they can see. And they're currently working on this mm-hmm. um, to, to redesign that because they're like, wow, yeah, we, we, we have a problem with that holster. They're working on it. Um, a lot of manufacturers, you know, they're, they make them in bulk, whatever they do, and they're not real responsive. Others are. But the real key is this. You've been shooting how long now? 42 years. Yeah, exactly. And you're still having to look at a holster and say, oh, it doesn't have this. Most holsters makers aren't even considering that factor. So many times you go, wow, this is all good for all these reasons. And then you put your hand on it. You're like, "Mm, total interference. You should be able to grab the total grip of your gun and get that, that thumb in underneath of it without having some interference to have to stick your hand down inside of everything to get it to work or interfere. So that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and I love where you're going with this because these are these are things that people just don't think of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most of my holsters, um, well, I say most of it. I'm looking at all of them; they all have it. <laughs> um, I I usually don't run with a sweat guard on mine, mm-hmm. um, and unless I have a thumb break, I usually don't like a, a sweat guard. But I'm starting to work through the sweat guard thing, and that's this is something now forty some you know forty two years into shooting mm-hmm. that I'm now having to learn it's mm-hmm. like i should have known this a long time ago but exactly. this wasn't this wasn't an issue back when i was carrying firearms early yeah and the other thing too is that if you don't actually have a um a holster this is a this is a glock 19 this is in a serpa holster the the black hawk version of the serpa holster right if if you don't actually have an issue come up then it isn't something you ever really think about and just sometimes you get lucky on the other issues. Here's one of the things that you brought, you mentioned like a level two holster, your break, your break top, yeah. the way that holster works, right? Now a, yep. you have, show them what you have. It's a little thumb so break. The, right? Yeah, this is the Scalco just with a thumb break. Right, so basically how do you use it? You have to put your hand in and press, show them how you use it to access it. So yeah, you have to break, you have to break it. Yeah, yeah, of course it's going, I have to break it with my thumb, then come right. down to grab the gun. Okay. So um, thing of it is, that is a step that you can do smoothly or not so smoothly. And even though you do it smoothly in practice, when your life's in, you know, in danger, you may not be able to get that going real quick. Now, a lot of people don't like what's called the uh, Blackhawk Serpa holster. Um, Todd Jared was one of the guys that helped design this holster. And it literally has a release button on it so that when you come down onto that holster, your finger fits here and, and you squeeze, you, you can't press in like, I can't, this thing always gets me backwards. You can't bend <laughs> your finger to press in. You have to lay your finger on here and come out. If you do that, your finger stays this way off the trigger. But when you're putting pressure, you grip the gun and you're putting pressure on this button. And if you push it like a button, as you come out, that same pressure happens and you're in your trigger. That's a problem. So a lot of people will, won't, instructors will say, do not use this. We won't let you use this. It's too dangerous. There's actually a video of a guy who says, oh, let's look at this holster. And he shoots himself literally in the foot, right? Um, that's user error. That is not uh, holster error. And you have to use every product the way it was intended to be used, right? This holster is extremely uh, fast because and designed that way because most holsters you have to come into the top and just l- get your the muzzle of the gun in there straight down so you're fitting into a space that's 
like this, right? Oh, goodness. All right. So if you're able to come into the, the front of the holster this way, when you come in and drop it in, right? Now you, I didn't have to fight. I'd have to do this in the, okay. I didn't have to fight to try to figure, am I sticking this gun in a safe direction or not? Yeah. Am I Am I bending it towards my stomach? Literally, you just come straight in in the front. All right. And you drop and it drops, clicks right into place. So there's a lot of training things that can help you with this. If if you have to pull your gun out and then you say, oh, no, I need to put it back. I'm going to have to push punch somebody. It's a very easy drop in the front and stick it back so you can gain control or regain control of that gun in a holster. What the other thing is, how long does it take me to get this holster out of this? Out, um, get the gun, excuse me, out of the holster. Well, if you look at that front piece, I don't have to come all the way out before That's I turn clear faster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I literally hear and I'm twisting by the time I come up out of that, out of that holster. So for me to pull my 1911 out of a Serpa holster and stop somebody before they move six feet in a Thuler drill, right? The reason I can do that is because A, my trigger shorter on the gun, right? And B, I get out of that holster a whole half inch or half inch, a whole inch and a half before somebody else does. And the gun's not coming for, forward and you're doing all those things, right? So when you look at a, at a holster, the question is, does it have retention? This one, you can hear it clicks in. Not all Kydex holsters have that, what I call a little oh. click in me uh, mechanism, correct? Yeah, because like if I take this, um, this uh, Concealment Express, that's one of the things I love about Concealment Express is, you can hear the click of the right. retention. Right. Not all are that audible or even tactile of feeling that click. Okay. Now there's just, two, right. There's two issues about that you want to think about. Now, if you hold that with your gun in it upside down, right? That looks like it might even be a carbon fiber looking holster. That's a pretty holster. I, it, it's a carbon fiber. I'm 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 a sucker for carbon fiber print on. <laughs> hey, I am on my Corvettes too. I'm just going to mention. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. When when you turn that upside down and just hold it, don't hold it like you're holding the gun, hold the oh. holster upside down and you shake it, right? That's the old shake test. Always do it without yep. a little gun. But the question is, does it fall out when it slips into a Kydex holster like that, that doesn't have a release button, right? Yeah, on, on videos, you'll see me try to throw the gun okay. out of a holster. Yeah. And there are some that I've had that that gun has, has come out. And right. it's like, huh, okay, that's a problem. Exactly. One, one of the things that comes up a lot on some of the uh, the social media you know, comments, channels, whatever, they always talk about how, oh, I got my new holster, but my gun, I can't get it in or it just falls right out. Or, you know, how do you even use it? Because it's so tight for me to put and there's adjustments on there. So yes. a lot of people are being told all the time, you know, oh, use the adjustments. And that's they're the little uh, locking screws that are there on, on either little side. Grommets, like little grommets on the front. Yeah. And you can yeah. actually you can actually tighten them or loosen them. Right. OK. Yep. So that's going to help you. But that particular, what, what holster is, what gun is that holster for, Jason? Uh, Do you have the gun? I think, uh, not with me, no. Okay. All right. Um, let me see. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, Come back. That's a paddle holster too. Pull that one back up. 
Okay. See, that's a paddle, right? That'll slip yeah. down between your inside of your clothes and your waistband and, and then on the outside. So that's a happens to be an outside waistband version. They have some versions that operate opposite, opposite. The gun is inside and the little flap goes on the outside. But um, yes, when, um, when you look at that particular holster style, the um, there's the kind that fit through the belt that you have to have a belt with, right? And then you also have the ones that you don't need a belt with. Now, some there's differences in those paddles to look for. The one that you showed me, what does your paddle look like on the um, inside right here? Uh, let's see, this part. So, is, is there a little piece there that locks it into your clothes or is it just straight? Yeah, up? there's a there's a hook right a here. Hook. Okay, yes. Yeah. Some of the older host, holsters or some, some of the holsters that have leather on this and then have a paddle attached to them, uh, some of the Packmeyer holsters that I, that I saw for a while, they don't have that clip. So the paddle just slides in to your clothes, right? And it doesn't like hook into your clothes so that when you go to pull that gun out, that paddle is not yeah. going to stay where it needs to stay. You want the holster to stay on you when the gun come out. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I liked this one. Now, this is a Concealment Express mm -hmm. because of that hook right there. Right. Um, it's if awesome. it's coming up, it's going to grab. It's going to grab onto your belt. Right. Or if you even go between your 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 clothes and your body, it's at least going to grab onto your jeans or whatever That's you're right. wearing. Exactly. It's gonna, it gives you some resistance to pull from pulling straight out. Okay. Now let's talk about something. You don't want sloppy resistance because that's going to slow no. you down as well, right? Yes. There's, it's a whole concept of how do you dress? What do you wear? What's going to work best for yep. you, right? And then there's the thing of, is that holster strong enough to actually hold the gun? And when you wear the holster, it doesn't, with the gun, then not stay put. It could either slouch down or slip out or those kind of things, right? And you, you don't want that to happen. Um, a lot of people have issues with what happens if I wear scrubs or women are wearing a lot of, what do they call them? Uh, yoga pants or something. Yoga pants. Just, yep. just, just for the, just for all full disclosure, I, I don't think they're really pants. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> no. And they're not. And so they're not really made to, for a holster. Now they have people yep. that are making carry options inside of yoga pants. But I also want you to think about where that may be what you think is a convenience, right? It also doesn't give you fast access to that gun because that gun's going to shift oh. around in a little pocket that's sitting inside of your yoga pants or whatever. So there's a lot of, th same thing with shirts. I, uh, a good friend of mine, they, uh, her family owns a, uh, uh, ammunition company and she was all excited because she bought this blouse that had a, a built-in holster, she called it. Well, I told her, I said, um, have you actually put your gun in there? No, I bought it. You know, I just got it. And they, they there's a pocket for this holster. Well, the holster is all the way down like this the slot to put the holster in is up here and the gun's all the way at the bottom and there's nothing to keep it it just slides around so you got to get your hands all inside of your your shirt which is also very loose and try to get that gun out that's not a holster system is what i'm trying to get at yeah. that is not a holster system um and before i forget a lot of um people like and i do not have one but a lot of people like the leather holster that actually has a um retention in it. It's, it's set up to click for your gun. Do you have one of those, Jason? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yes. It's, it That's does. For this. So this is, this has got the retention right here. Right. Plus the strap on top okay. of it. All right. So I have two methods. I like this holster for, for certain things. I don't like it for other things. Um, I like it. I actually like this for backwoods. 
um, because if I'm carrying in the backwoods, I need maximum retention, mm -hmm. and I'm probably not going to have to draw that fast. Mm -hmm. um, if your awareness you know, is up and stuff, yeah. If my awareness is up. But yeah, on this, I'm going to have to break from my thumb and then right. come down right. in order to draw the gun. Right. And it all looks lovely when you do it totally calm. Now, I'm really glad to see you when you grab that holster to grab it in such a fashion that when you put the gun in, you're not holding the holster like this and putting the gun yes. in. This is I see so many people put their hands in front yeah. of it. And, and by the way, they're holstering their loaded gun. So you want to make sure you yes. keep that, your hands away from there. But um, you're right. There are some holsters that are best where if you need access to them, but you want to retain the gun a little bit better, you feel a little bit more secure. That would make a little more sense to me than for self-defense carry on a regular basis because of all the things that have to happen for you to be able to get that gun out quickly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of, um, this is almost kind of duty holsterish, right? Mm -hmm. Where there's a requirement to have that much retention. Yes. Um, other than that, um, I mean, like I said, I, I like this one for when I'm going out uh, hiking or going outdoors mm -hmm. just because I like all the retention of it. And, you know, this is this is basically for protection against animals, not, you know, my every day in the street. I right. generally can see an animal coming from farther away or I can hear them and mm -hmm. I can be, a, you know, my, my awareness is a little more. But, yeah, for an everyday holster. So I, that brings I, me to something that's okay keep talking i didn't mean to interrupt you well and for an everyday holster you know like uh like i like to say is that during an emergency we don't we don't go to our highest mastery of something we go to our lowest mastery of something yes. and now i have two locks to undo in order to draw this this firearm so here's the thing yes you do have two locks and that and that's helpful the real thing is that there are products that will help you to carry a gun for instance when you're hiking hiking can be uh, a situation where you thank you where you want to um, keep control of the gun and you don't want to lose it when you're climbing or running or jumping i don't know about you before i broke my ankle in the last couple months i used to run down the trails you know coming off the mountain and stuff well now i can't even go on the trails one day i will but anyway yeah but there's different products available this happens yep. to be a falco brand right but it's worn outside. You can strap it around you. It has a, a clicking mechanism and then you access the gun. And it on top of that, it even has your thumb brake on the inside, right? So this is like multiple, nice. multiple. You're not going to lose this running around in the woods because worst thing you'd want to do. And this it goes down by your leg. It, you can adjust it yep. higher, but literally it gives you an outside the holster comfort kind of way. So it, holsters you're not going to get one holster typically that's going to help you with everything okay right for that reason right um so yeah i just wanted to bring that the other thing i thought was really interesting this is my favorite find from shot show last year this is from the falco booth this is actually a um you slip the your belt in behind here right so you have to have a belt to put it on and you slip your belt through and this sits on your waist somewhere but what's so nice about it is it has that rip away feature yeah. for access. It has zippers in it to keep your keys and things and your, your stuff that you want to keep dry, other places to drop your water bottle in as you're walking or something. And it's a very, very, uh, I think it's like 
40 bucks or something, right? It's very small. I'm telling yeah. you, it's amazing. And it comes in different sizes. This one's a little longer for you. You could put like a, a judge in here, right? Not in the yeah. attorneys, but the judge I think would fit. And so anyway, yeah. And they have them shorter if you're going to have a, a smaller gun. So that's a very good option for being outside outdoors or whatever. Now, that was an outside the waistband holster outdoors. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, it is a good idea to have outside the waistband holster when you're in the outdoors, because typically you're not running into people in typical self-defense situations where you're going, oh, gee, now they know I have a gun, right? So why is an outside the waistband holster better than an inside the waistband holster where you don't have any, uh, what do you call it, uh, interference, you don't have coats and all that kind of stuff going on? Why is it better outside than inside? Speed? Yes, absolutely. That's that competition shooter in you coming out. Exactly. Yeah, it is. Much quicker access, I, right? Yeah. And very yeah. often we think about the quicker access when it comes to just getting the gun out of the holster, but we never think about where it is on our body. Let me show you something, Jason. Yeah. Um, in self-defense, we're talking about self-defense. When you are in a situation where you have to defend your life, you're going to be at full force. Okay. And you're going to be reacting. To something you're going to punch you're going to do whatever and i'm going to give if i am in a fight keeping my gun away from the person that's trying to hurt me of course all the things that you learn to do i am going to have to i'm going to when i hit that person i'm hitting them with everything i've got everything yeah. I, when i come back to get my gun am i going to use that that slower pressure where i can then come down into the front and lift up my oh. shirt and get my gun out of my appendix here. No, we're going to go like this and go like this for our gun. And when we have our gun at that point, I have our hand back. If we don't have our gun right there where this is where our handle is on our side, our chances of getting a hold of that gun quickly go down. Same thing. You're going to come back here because of the fear, oh. sheer force of that, the velocity of your arm moving. And then you're going to have to slow down and come around to the front of your body. So your best position to increase the odds you're going to prevail is going to be at your three o'clock position or your what nine o'clock, depending if you're left-handed. That's a very important thing to consider. Critical thinking, critical situations, right? Right. So now we were talking about outside the waistband and, and mm -hmm. inside the waistband, you know, I have several inside the waistband holsters um, from different companies and, um, you know, I got a whole drawer, <laughs> a whole, whole of these things um for me inside the waistband is just not as comfortable as outside the waistband um for me i inside the waistband works best for me appendix carry but if i'm not going to sit uh if i'm standing and things like that if i sit well um you know since since i blew my knees out uh well i'm a lot bigger than i used to be um so it's just not as comfortable for me. Uh, can you okay. talk a little bit about choosing, you know, choosing your inside the waistband and what, where it would be comfortable? No problem. Okay, so here's my thing. You think that you can't comfortably carry inside the waistband appendix, right? Um, because of the form of your body. You're a little chunkier right. than you used to be, right? Well, I'm going to tell you that, and I want you to try it when you have time. I'm going to tell you that you actually can carry with your body shape at your three o'clock position. Sit down while you're doing it with an inside the waistband 
holster. And if you get the right one, you're not even going to have to go up one size. You know, what do you do? One size up because you th everybody yeah. thinks that when they get an inside the waistband holster, they're going to have to go out. Bigger pants. Yeah. Typically not, unless you're just like skin tight and you paint them on, probably not, right? So so step back for me if you can. And let's look at your your body and um, zoom back out here. So okay. step and right I'm standing back. on the dog beds here, so uh, it's a little unstable. <laughs> okay. so cute. All right. So here's the thing. How much space does Jason have to carry a gun inside the waistband? between his arm where it hits his body and the side of his waist. Okay. He's got a lot so my of waist, space there. My waist is right here. Yeah. Look at how much open space is there. Right now, if you just put your hand in your three o'clock position, right, just on your waist and you can, that's cute. Now you look like a model, but let's do it so that, you, <laughs> so that you can feel if you point your fingers straight down, right? Straight down. If you go to sit down, that is not going to interfere with you sitting, right? right. That's going to go straight. So down. When you put it in the appendix, carry, put it in the front, put your hand in the front. Now you sit down, right? Bending. It's going to go right into what? Yeah. Well, and that's, a, and that's the thing that I always fear about appendix carry is now I got a gun pointing right at a major artery in my leg. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, so you can, and I want you to try, I'll check up with you, you know, later, but I want you to try carrying inside the waistband at your three o'clock position. Okay. Because there, there are, there are holsters. I mean, um, like I said, I have a bunch of them. Uh, where is it? I mean, this holster is probably my easiest carrying at three o'clock. Um, okay. Of course. Uh, this one just works well for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, yeah, is that now? Wait a minute. Let me. I can't see it closely. Is that inside the waistband? That is inside. Yes, exactly. So inside with my two clips right there. Yes, perfect for three o'clock. Now I'm going to go back to this Stealth Gear version right here. If I think it's sure. like Stealth Gear USA. By the way, we don't get anything for it, but um, I have negotiated on behalf of people who run into SFWA that if they go to Stealth Gear. Uh, USA.com and they want any of their products, they can use SFWA 10 and get 10% off of that nice. product. That's very helpful to them. Any part doesn't matter. But we've actually given different manufacturers awards for the, the way their product is made. Now, remember I told you this, this has like this vent core system, right? This yeah. is a Kydex holster, softer than the leather on against your body, does the same thing. I always say the bigger these wings are, the better. If you get one of these just straight down and the wings are close, which I don't know that I have one here, um, uh, these uh, these clips are much closer to the gun. Then you end up with... Um, so I get like this one. Yeah. And that's good because you've got some bend between there, but there are some holsters yeah. that actually... Versus this where it's wider. It is wider, but the one that you have on the bottom is still um, wider and will bend a little bit between the clip and yeah. the holster. There are You're some talking about right here. Right. There are some where the clips are actually almost on front of the holster. So those are terribly uncomfortable. Those, those don't give you any bending, bending motion. Um, let's also talk about considerate. Yeah. yeah. And again, yeah, this, that this was one's a, a uh, this is a crossbreed holster. Yeah. Now um, what's wrong with that? That one doesn't have what? It doesn't have the place for you to grip your gun without interference, right? It has no nope. comfort to it. It's in your box. It's in your box on yep. purpose, right? All right. Now, yeah. yeah, that's what happens. Looks good. Nice, nice manufacturer, and it ends up in the box. Well, let's talk about what retention really is, okay? 
we all know that, like we talked about, turn the gun upside down, you don't want it to fall out. So unless it has some kind of a molded clicking, what I'll call mechanism to where it actually molds into the gun when you put it in there and, and you can set your, your tight screws um, enough that you can keep it in and still get the gun out that without pulling your clothes. See, very often some of those Kydex holsters, when you tighten them up to hold the gun, getting it out is very problem. Yeah, yeah, and it pulls your clothes, right? So it's all yep. about system of keeping it intact on your clothes and then being able to get it in and out. The thing of it is that kind of holster, someone could come up to you and just take it away. They can themselves yeah. pull it out of the holster, which is the benefit of some of the level two retention holsters, like this Serpa holster, like the one that you were showing with the little thumb thing, although that still to me slows me down. Right. And so yeah. the fact that you now have that gun inside the waistband and under your outer garment Nobody has access to it. So it is right. a bit of a level of retention because they can't get to it. That's the whole object of having a lock on it. If somebody comes up to you, they can't grab it. Well, if they can't get in your clothes to get it, then that's going to be something that gives you more retention, right? It's funny. I've never thought about it. It makes sense, but it's something I never thought about is that the clothes you're, the clothes you're wearing can be the retention yeah. if you're wearing inside the waistband. Yes, it, they can they can assist for quite a few reasons. However, if you have a really loose shirt and you have floppy pants and you don't have a good retention Kydex holster and you go to do something, you're even getting in a fight with somebody, it's going to fall out then because of the way your clothes are. So it's not just slam dunk. So the real question is, how many steps does it take you to get to that holster to increase the odds you're going to prevail if you have to access it, right? And how much retention do you have? So that's the that's the balancing act that you try to do as you decide what holsters to use because that's what i'm thinking of right now with an inside the waistband my my whole thought process is basically i'm grabbing my shirt mm -hmm. to pull my shirt up in order to get the, yes. the gun out yes but you also have to practice just for the training portion of what we talk about if you okay. don't have both hands to grab your shirt so many people just pull their shirt you see everybody te teaching people grab your shirt pull it out of the way this is what you're doing la di da but what if you don't have both hands in that situation yeah. you still have to train to use your thumb and come up under your shirt pull it up yeah. and be able to gain access to your gun either way they don't have well, immediate access to it because if you think about it so if if I'm a, if, if I'm in a fighting because you know I used to I you know <laughs> I'm, I've got my weak hand forward mm -hmm. because my strong hand is where my gun is. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep my distance here. I'm trying right. to keep you here right. while I'm reaching here. Right. Yeah, I can't pull. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't and have that luxury of pulling my shirt. Exactly. There's no way. So it's kind of what I call false sense of security training for critical situations. You want to think critically. And you're not going to have that ease of being able to do it. Just like you're not going to have the ease of fighting for all your life and then going, oh, and my holster is just right in the front. You know, I just pull it out. Yeah. And, and if all you're doing is going to show somebody how fast you can access that gun at an appendix place, right? Then you're used to doing that. You just lift it up and you're pulling it out and you know where it is. And you do. But it, the dynamic all changes when your life is in danger and things that that dynamic makes things totally different. So I would encourage people to think about how does that affect what it is that I'm going to find myself as a civilian to face. Right. Okay. See, I knew that I knew there was going to be something that is going to totally throw off my everyday carry that you were going to come up with. Cause I have never, I have never practiced one hand. Yeah. I've always practiced best, best 
best narrative, right? I haven't yeah. practiced worse scenario. Yeah, sure. Or even an alternative scenario. Or an yeah. alternative, yeah. And 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 we can't we can't really train effectively for every single potential thing that's going to happen. But we have to critically think about what we might find ourselves in. And most people just get a disconnect between what you just connected. I'm going to have this hand out here. I have no access to my shirt, you know. So yeah. what what do you do? Because I mean, yeah, you know, I think about it is in practice, you know, practicing, I've worked on single hand reloads because what happens if my support hand goes down or what happens if my strong arm goes down yeah. and I still need to reload. You know, I, I know to grab the sights, put it on my belt and rack. And I, I've practiced all that, but I have not practiced inside the waistband where mm -hmm. my support hand is out of, is out of, you know, it's doing something else or is out of commission. Yeah, exactly. Now, there's another thing, too, that you can do to gain access to your gun in a situation, more access to your holster in it when you're concealing your gun, when you're walking into a place that could create more of a danger. OK, you're now on your way to your car. It's a very um, empty kind of parking lot. You're not in the best neighborhood or maybe you're just in a neighborhood you don't know. And you have inside the waistband under your shirt. You've been to the store. Nobody knows about it. Well, as long as you don't have a situation where if you had your gun out open carry, you'd be breaking the law, you then can prepare yourself for not having to deal with that shirt. So while you're on the way to your car to get your groceries, well, you can slide that shirt up already out of the way, tuck it in a little bit, yeah. keep it where you have access. The problem with that is, again, if you don't have the retention, someone in a fight could grab it before you can get it. So you have to, right. a whole balancing act of, of what's- Yeah, you're there. doing- you're, you have a whole risk assessment that you're right. constantly doing right. on your holster at that point. Exactly. Exactly. Now, let me let me tell you this. This old, the sticky, the sticky holsters. OK. Are you familiar with these? I, you know, I've I've seen them. I wouldn't tell you I'm an expert on the whole sticky okay. holster. All right. Well, I I don't really think I'm an expert on you know, I, I, on them either, because, you know, I, I have, I don't trust them. So I can't give you everything, but this is a little holster that you would put in your pocket. Right. And the object is that when you put it in your pocket, this sticks to your clothes and you can then pull the gun out from your pocket. That's what this is for. A lot of ladies use this in their purses and to, to make another pocket where they can turn a regular purse into whatever. So the problem with this is, is twofold. The sticky doesn't last very long. Remember you said something about you're trying to deal with your sweat retention, right? What did you yeah. call that? Your sweat. Yeah. Sweat retention. That's wrong. But anyway, the sweat card. Yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. So, so yeah. you're, you're trying to deal with that and sweating is an issue. Lint in your yeah. pocket where you are. I mean, so many things can create that holster doesn't stick all the time. They also use it in conjunction with other holster systems. And people say, well, just put that don't have a good retention, uh, divider. For instance, I'll give you this one. This is really a great product. Um, this is a holster. Oh, goodness. I don't know if you can actually see that. It's all the different ways that you can actually wear this particular wow. holster, right? And it's set up for, for women. It's very beautiful. The lady who had this company, she had for many, many years, and she recently sold, it's called Lethal Lace. She recently sold the, um, the product and her and her husband are doing some other things. Awesome woman. But anyway, I always tell people, see this, this is how it works. Okay, let me show you my um, grandkids. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. my grandkids right? There's so much of it. 
and it has this um, this little piece of foam that fits in a little pocket in here and allows you to put the that foam against your body so that it doesn't bother your body. And this is then either wrapped under your clothes somehow. Now, the good thing about this, I would say, is that this thing is probably 10 years old, been worn by how many people? Tons of them, right? It's still like brand new. It, it doesn't break down. That's real important when you decide to pick a product. Some of your belly bands break down really quickly yeah. because of the materials. The problem with this really is, though, you um, don't have any real gun retention. So they started saying, sell it with the sticky holster. So that little sticky holster would fit in this pocket, the one I showed you. And that was supposed to be better. Well, here's the problem that most people don't know. If you have a latex intolerance, like if you're allergic to latex, those sticky holsters have so much latex in them. I mean, one of our instructors was given one to try quite a few years ago. And she put her gun in her thigh holster in that with the sticky holster. And literally she still today has a red like rash, like a, it burnt her skin. She has that much. Wow. So you have to know what these products are made out of. That's always a good thing. Pay attention to what they're made out of. So that still is not retention, right? That's just a place wow. to stick your gun. So it doesn't scratch your gun. Other than that, it's really not helping, right? We're going to talk about purses a little bit, just kind of in a quick little segment, but yeah. um, any other thoughts that you have that you wanted me to talk about with holsters before I bring a few of them up? Yeah. You know, um, the only thing I was thinking of was since you kind of went down this route uh, was gun leather is designed for guys. Well, <laughs> Women have, uh, okay. Sort well, of. No. Most, yeah. Most gun, most gun, most, most gun leather is designed for guys. Yes. Um, it's, it's also and, girl, girl friendly. If you're a cowgirl, they want it. But other right. than that, leather is a little bit more heavy. It's, it's one of those things of like, I remember when my wife first started carrying, you know, you have the person behind the counter mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, well, how are you going to carry? She's, she's carrying a SIG 229, which is mm -hmm. a fairly heavy gun. He recommended a shoulder holster for, <laughs> I have one. Look at this, would you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've got one too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Look at this. Yours is prettier than so, mine, I was going to say. But anyway, yeah. Um, oh, mine's a Falco. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know what that is, but either way, it's kind of funny, right? Okay. And it's, it, people don't think about anatomy, right? I they mean, don't think about a what? woman's body is anatomy. Uh, oh. anatomy. Yeah. A woman's body is very much different than a man's. Um, a shoulder holster for a female shooter is not. Uh, for most women, well, they they're going to have a pro they're going to have problems with anatomy trying to get across. Get the gun. Yes, they have girls. They um, can't fight the girls. Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, you know it took her a while to find a holster. She she doesn't carry that gun. Uh, she actually doesn't even own that gun anymore. Uh, she carries a Beretta eighty five Cheetah. Okay. Uh, single stack and she's actually uh she ran into a problem because she doesn't wear a belt mm -hmm. she found a holster that has a flap that's magnetic that fits in it does right. it, that magnet sticks yeah it's awesome the holster doesn't it doesn't ride and right. it fits her gun right she's also a cross draw um because she has a hard time going straight down for her gun so and she actually found that doing cross draw she actually gets her grip of her gun 
better. She, when we're at the range and she's shooting, if her shots are off, she'll actually holster the gun and draw it again. And okay. her hand fits perfect. It just works for her. All right, but, so now stop there, stop there. And I don't want to, only because all those no. three things that you just said, okay, I want to interject something before we go further. First of all, sure. that, that uh, magnet is a great yeah. magnet. Literally, that thing, you'll walk by a refrigerator it and it sticks to everything. Yeah. So here you are, it's stuck to the refrigerator at the party. That doesn't work well. But the other problem, <laughs> that's hilarious. They market that gun to say, oh, it's perfect when you go in the bathroom. Because if you're wearing yoga pants or some, some workout pants or some of the pants like you have on today, um, you don't want that gun to fall out. So you can actually take it off your clothes and stick it on the metal door. The, the magnet will hold the gun up on the metal door. I never even thought about that. That's what they say. But but I want you to think about these things critically because how many times do you lay something down on the little tray they have in the bathroom and forget it? Whether it's your keys, whether it's your phone, you well, know what I mean? Yeah. There was a there was a Capitol Police officer that has a reprimand on his on his record for going to the bathroom and leaving his gun. There on the go. toilet paper roll, right? Uh, you know, you know that the old, yeah, yeah. old thing for yeah. the toilet paper. He yeah. left his gun in the bathroom. Yeah, and He's it happens. And you, yeah, yeah, and you, you don't think about it because it's a natural thing. You just, you know, you just forget, right? So, yeah. when people tell you, "Oh, this is great," because you really want to critically think that through. The other thing is, you said cross draw. That's where your yeah. wife feels comfortable. Whatever. Okay, let's talk about cross draw. And I'm going to say two things. First of all. How long does it take? You remember we just talked about the cant of the gun, yeah. if it's here to here, right? What if you have to reach across your body? You're scared. And in that situation, you're fighting someone off, right? Now you want to get right. back to get your gun. And now you've got this muzzling your own hand, potentially shooting your own self, because you now have a grip on the gun with your yeah. finger in the trigger and you're squeezing it to hold onto the gun. Or you know it, there's accidents, right? So the timing with that is my first issue. The second one is the safety in a critical situation. It's at the range. It's perfectly fine. And she's used to pulling it out and being on target, whatever. The thing about it is she hasn't found her best way to fit herself for gear based on her unique qualities. Now, I'm not doing a plug for us, so to speak, but we do have a, a an online course that people can take, right? And yep. it's usually $99.00. If they, for you, if they put SFWA 37, all capital letters, SFWA 37, they can get it for $37. But the point is, it actually goes through not only the gun fit, but then how to fit yourself for gear in a big way. She needs to be uniquely fit for a carry system for her body. Very often, a three o'clock draw doesn't work for someone because... They can't get the the guns too big. Uh, yeah. Their holster, it's in their armpit. And this is yep. not good, right? And then it could be that they're just carrying it too high, right up on the waist as compared to on the hip. There's things that can be done for that unique body style. So I'm just saying, we love you. We certainly would then love your wife. And it's the worst thing in the world if if I just go, oh, it's great she does cross draw because no worries, thank you. And, and when it really may not be in her best interest, right? So there I go right. again, she's in trouble. So keep going. Now, you were saying she does oh. the cross draw and whatever. So she does the cross draw. It just, for her, her, her hand fits the gun. It just, it, that's mm -hmm. where she's the most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But it took us a while to come up with something. Because, again, we're, we're doing this by search. We don't have an expert. 
right? right. This is before I was doing uh, content. This is before mm -hmm. really a lot of the stuff was on the internet. Because mm -hmm. when you see when you see holster stuff, it's it's a guy, <laughs> right? Typically, yeah. And and some of the girls that you see with the holsters on, I can show you pictures, right? They look the gun and the holster is such a big garb for them. Their body's so yeah. small. I mean, it's just crazy. They, they look like they look like uh, Martin Short from Three Amigos when he has the big long barrel of the gun. Uh, the gun is like disproportionate to them. I'm looking for Tomb Raider chick actually in my brain, right? Oh, <laughs> which because that that's what happens. And I always tell women all the time, you know, and guys need to think about this um, when you when you have a woman that you want to have a gun, guys whose women say, okay, I'm going to carry a gun. They're like, oh, what they see is my new Tomb Raider chick, right? All of a sudden, they see Angelina Jolie or whoever it is, right? Pull those guns, yeah, whatever. Now, being able to do that's a great thing and we'll help you. But the main thing is you really don't, that isn't your lifestyle. And I think a lot of people don't carry guns because they don't know how because it doesn't right. fit with your lifestyle. I wear this clothing or I don't want to look like a, a, a cop or all the stuff that you were talking about. It brings me to this little uh, jig right here. Okay. Um, and there's uh, the, this is the express version and this comes from the Filster. Uh, it's called the Enigma. And this is a holster that has a Kydex retention. And for, for the record, these guys are excellent when it comes to what's, videos on what's, how to use it what's so funny is filster used to be a youtuber doing videos on making kydex holsters and then and then he became a you know because he was making holsters yeah uh, yeah and he was just doing videos of how to make do the diy and then he Sarah, just said you know right. i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be a holster person yeah and and Sarah's really instrumental too in trying to work on how to fit this on your body because a lot of those those hard kydex, not bendable like we talked about with some of the parts we were showing, um, create problems for them. Um, this kind of this holster through them, a um, little over a hundred dollars typically. It comes with a kydex holster attached to it. It's already set up. They all have these little strings that go around your leg this is a leg strap and of course it's not connected right now but basically you put this around your body and then you have to wrap this thing around your leg what has happened is these cords are very i mean it's like having a piece of rip cord between your legs and very uncomfortable you think sitting down in an appendix holster is uncomfortable yeah. this thing gives you your wedgies right so yeah. in the meantime they've come up with a strap that's thicker and more comfortable on a after manufacturer third party that came up with it. The problem, the pro and this is kind of funny. It says, put your, put this side to your body. I mean, they give really good instructions, right? Uh, very well constructed. The other one, which is the straight enigma, you have to add your own holster to it. Right. And then this has a bunch of links on it, which are very similar to uh, a chain link of sorts, but molded in certain ways that they lay against your body. And you can carry that on virtually any kind of clothing, right? Any kind of clothing. It's a little more, a little more labor intensive to get to work for you. And a lot of people get frustrated when the time's over with guys wear it, girls wear it. It is really good if you're going to, because once you get it fit, you can strap it on quickly and then it, 
can go over the pants that you have. And it solves a lot of that. Do I need a magnet or do I have to put a belt over my underclothing? Like a lot of people that wear yoga pants, put a carry belt underneath of their clothes and then they have their shirt yep. on over that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Um, that is a more advanced type of carry and it's plastic some metal pieces, some plastic piece. So when you think about the sweat factor, you got to have something between your body and it. So where everybody goes, oh, I love this holster. It may solve problems for you that you can't otherwise, otherwise solve because you have a short waist and you need to adjust that a little. I mean, there's so many holsters out there offer different options for you to solve problems. The real question is, what problems do I have to, to, to solve? So look at yourself, right? You're lucky. You actually have space for a, a inside the waistband three o'clock holster. Some people's body goes like this. And when they put their arm on it, their, their arm interjects. I can't even do that. Their arm interjects yeah. with their body and there's no way. But you're, you're not like that. So everybody has to look at their own unique qualities and figure out what's going to work for them. And I would say to you that carrying a holster lower on your hips, lower instead of at your waist, without a cant, if you can, it to, to conceal it and to grab that gun the way you should, coming straight out of it and turning forward is going to be much better than carrying higher at a cant just because of the critical thinking that goes behind it. And it's funny you say cant because uh, I carry straight up and down. Uh, this holster, you can adjust the cant. Um, this used to be my everyday carry holster, mm -hmm. uh, but I prefer, I prefer a straight draw yeah. on mine. Um, which is, we talked about this, uh, before the podcast, which is different than. Oh yeah, exactly. Don't you love that? Okay. I just, yeah, this is what competition people use. Now I I'm telling you competition. People have a lot of rounds down, down, down range. They are put under stress, different kind of things, but a competition rig is totally different in the way that you. Than my everyday carry. Absolutely. I mean, I, obviously this is set up for three gun. But when I was shooting just USPSA, uh, you know, my, my shotgun shell and my my rifle mag holders were not there. Mm -hmm. But even then, you're still talking about a completely different setup. Totally different. Than rig. my everyday carry. Absolutely. I, I'm a, when I'm doing this, I have a completely different thought process yep. than my everyday carry. And you mentioned earlier when we were talking that you're actually using basically the same gun too. So you're using the yeah. same gun in both, which helps you for the gun feel and things of that nature. But at the same time, it's a whole different, how do I react? It is. And I, you know, you know, when I'm wearing this, I can, I can see all my threats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can plan. I can plan how I'm going to engage all those threats. Well, yeah. And none of them um, are coming to get your gun. None, none of them, them are coming to get my gun. Exactly. Uh, and none of them are throwing rocks or, you know, shooting, throwing bullets at me or anything. Exactly. This is, you know, just because it, just because you're a competition shooter, uh, you, you know, you were saying this, just because you're a competition shooter doesn't guarantee your success. If anything, in self-defense, a competition shooter is kind of a lazy shooter at that point because we already know the game before we pull, you know, before the buzzer goes off. Right. We know the game. We know how we're going to engage That's targets. Correct, all this so stuff. To speak. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. In self-defense, you don't. You find yourself in a situation where you have to act quickly, right? And so, and, and this this is no um, uh, 
cut to any competition shooters. True competition shooters understand the difference in being a concealed carry situation and, a, and having a rig like that. However, so many people who are competition shooters don't consider the critical thinking behind what gear they tell people to use. And they'll be telling them, oh, I carry this on my competition, but I'm right here in appendix in the front. And oh, gee, look, I can pull my shirt up really quick and get my gun out. Well, that's all great, except that's not how you're going to be fighting. You're not going to be yeah. fighting like this. You know, you're not going to pull a gun that way, typically in, in a self-defense situation. You know, and, and going through that, like when I'm going into a competition, I'm, I'm working with my gear, right? I'm, I'm working with my reloads. I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. That is the least amount of practice that I do because I carry a gun every day mm -hmm. more than I do for competition. So I'm working with this holster or this holster or that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, you can't see it, but I have targets on the wall here. There's stuff mm -hmm. on the wall because that's where I'm working on my draw. Right. And right. Now I'm working. Now I'm going to be working on one hand draw on inside the waistband. Oh, yeah. Um, for certain so, situations. Exactly. For, right. I, I, and I'm trying to work through different situations at that point. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's important, you know, not only do we get this gear. Okay. We got the gear. We figured out whatever works best for us. We figure out, you know, our draw, you know, this is going to be my fastest draw, mm -hmm. but it doesn't stop there. Right. We, we still need to reinforce that, that yes. knowledge. We, we, just because we have the gear, just because I own the gun doesn't mean I'm going to be successful with it. Exactly. I need to work with it. That's where the trick. I got to work with the holster. I got to, um, and you know, in scenarios you're, you're going to find yourself in as a civilian. Because law enforcement, they're going to get that phone call. Remember, we talked about that. They're going to get the hello, here's your 1020 on the yeah. force. You pull your gun out, whatever those numbers are. So, so yeah, we don't have that. We don't have a partner. But I'm going to tell you something else that we, we sort of touched on earlier. But it is very, very important. When you pick a holster and a gun, you need to make sure that you realize in a, in a self-defense situation how you're going to grab that gun differently than if you're at a shooting range, for instance, you're going to grab that gun and hold on so tight. You're going to want to hold onto the gun like this. And what does that do to your trigger finger? It's not like this, right? No. So you yeah. want to make sure that your holster is not setting you up for that squeeze to come in and come out of there with your finger on that trigger. And some holsters are, don't, don't help you in that situation. Of course, it's the old yeah. thing. Everybody says that it's important that the, the holster, whatever you use, covers the trigger guard, right? And that's very important. You don't, and if you look at holsters that are generic that fit all types of guns, right? Here's a good example of one. This is little a little Walther P22. Okay, it's in this Blackhawk holster that you can actually put a flashlight in. It's called Omni, Omni Pro or something. You can put a flashlight gun in. You can put it. It can have optics on it. All kinds of stuff, and it can be any gun will fit in this. Any gun. Well. How much actual space is needed for this gun? And look how empty that is. This yeah. holster is an excellent holster. Just going to mention, if you want to be able to train um, with, and, and you're an instructor, for instance, and you have people coming to your classes and they all have different guns and they may not have a holster. If you have five or 10 of these, you can easily put that gun in that holster. And now you can train with that with any gun. So that's also good for trainers that are out there. But, but here's the thing. What happens, and I have this course 
<laughs> it's going to be available online soon free if you go to the handgun safety challenge. It's kind of cool. But the point is, it's called how to shoot better than squat or excuse me, how to shoot better than SWAT, S-W-A-T, not how to shoot better than squat. Right. And it, <laughs> it's all it's all based on I was sitting with my husband in a diner. In comes the entire SWAT team for our area. They're all up there at the counters and everything, and they have all their gear on. And all I start doing is looking at their gear. Pull up your duty, your uh, your uh, belt again, that one to use for competition. Look at that holster. Look how far away from your body that holster is, right? Yeah. Look at that. Look, right right there. You can see how much space is there. And I don't know how that fits on your body, but it's very easy for that gun to be pointed towards your leg. The more can't you have at the top or space you have at the top to yeah. easily grab the grip away from your clothes that's the reason they do that. Get it out there as far as you can, right? So yeah. now it's and SWAT has these these their gun is has space between it and it's sideways, and that gun is pointing towards their leg. So they grab their gear out here. Yeah. I'm going to show you that I can get my gun out of my holster and on a target before they can get their gun out of their. I don't care how trained they are, out of that holster at an angle and come around and get on target after that, right? So. Yeah. You, you need to work through as you look at that holster. Is it going to make my finger go in there? How am I going to be when I'm nervous? Right. Right. What's going to happen? So there's a lot to be considered with the space that you have between your, your draw stroke, shorter waistline, longer waistline. Do you have bones and are you flat across the front? Right. Or are you not? What about the t-shirts that they have out there? They're really pretty t-shirts, very well made, right? They have underwear actually that you can wear. And it has your, uh, in the back, in the small of your back is where you carry your, your gun back there for running and stuff like that. So I'm going to tell people just like the shoulder holster, right? Which by the way, can be a rig that moves around on you, which is not good. Remember, but when you reach across all that body, you know, distance to pull that gun out, a lot of those things, you have to go inside of your shirt, now you're dealing yeah. with getting in your shirt and trying to pull across the entire country can be an issue. Most importantly, wherever you carry your gun, you want to think about what's going to happen when somebody comes up behind you. Are they going to be able to grab that gun from you? If it is in the under your shirt, in the, in the, in the small of your back, right? And they come up behind you, are they going to feel that gun? Yes, because they're holding you around the yeah. neck. And then they're going to reach in and take that gun from you. So where it might be comfortable to do whatever, if you find yourself in that situation, that's the critical thinking that I'm that I'm telling you needs to be considered, right? Very, very important. And what happens if you're thrown on your back? That's going to be a hurting situation. Crammed, hurt. up, yeah. crammed up against a wall, right? Now you've got this other thing to do. And what happens if you're thrown on your stomach? And that's where your gun is. So, yeah. 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 And that's and and that's one thing I never liked. I never liked the small back carry. Um, right. It just it, it you have a lot of real estate to get around. That's it, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, your your shoulder really doesn't want to bend that way, especially as you I mean, get older. <laughs> yeah, well, especially but like me. I I've, I've got a scar from here to here mm -hmm. <laughs> from two surgeries to mm -hmm. rewire my shoulder back together to tighten it up. But yeah, you don't want, you, you just, things just don't work that well. Right? No, and if you think about where you sweat the most when you're running, it's down the, it's down your back. Oh, right, right down the back. Right yeah. down the back. 
I mean, that's even people right who, down the back and right down the front. It's, yeah, it's, ne- exactly. Never let them see you sweat, but you don't want your gun swimming around. Right. So that, yeah, that exactly. people don't think about that. And, and I guess the thing you need to think about, I always talk about when a guy comes to a class with a bunch of girls, you know, and we're going to get fit for guns and gear. I always tell them today, we're going to teach you how to wear a bra. And, they're like, <laughs> I, and I always say to them, and if you've already tried, don't tell me because, you know, I don't want to know. Right. But anyway, <laughs> the fact about it is you need to be custom fit for that gear that you're going to carry that gun with. Right. Yeah. So if if you're fit, like if you go and somebody gives you a hand me down bra or they tell you, oh, this bra works for me, go buy it. And then you bring it back. It may not work for you. Right. Yeah. Same same thing with the, the um, holster in your gear. This this iteration of my competition holster mm-hmm. has taken me years to right. come up with. Right. I, right. Mean, I mean, even just looking at the way I do my mags, I do bullets out, except mm-hmm. for my first one. Mm-hmm. And even then, I mean, you can see I have it cocked to get around my body. Yeah. This this has taken me years. So yeah. why would my everyday carry be just some, uh, something that I strap on and go with? Yes, it can't be. That's the thing. It absolutely cannot be. And the thing you need to think about is, and so many people think they want to find something that's comfortable. They basically don't even realize they have the gun on anymore. Sort of like when you buy, when you go to get a bra, right? So I, I'm going to tell you that even if you go to a, prefer, a professional bra fitter, they can't look at you when you walk in the door and say, oh, this is what you need. There's a lot of measurement and thought that goes into that. But once you get fit, that's your best you're ever going to feel. And my question to everybody is, do you ever forget that you have a bra on? Never, unless you're not wearing it. And if you're used to carrying your gun, you're going to know it's there. The question is, does it fit your body and what your body does it work with you? Exactly. Like whether it's the sweat factor, whether it's the, the, the way your body has more fluffy to it or whatever, you know, all those kind of things. So it is a critical thinking process. And you have to realize the key elements are how far is your draw straight up and out of wherever that draw starts from, right? So yeah. if it's it has to be lower if you got if you start up in your armpit, right? Because you can't get that gun out. Secondly, what is your lifestyle? Are you is are you gonna with whatever you do is that gun gonna fall out, right? So you definitely are gonna need some other retention. Also, what is your body shape? And based on the, if you're thin at the bottom and big at the top or, you know, it, it goes every which way. So one of the things that I'll, I'll bring this up now, um, Stealth Gear listened to our call and we designed a, um, it's a modular type holster system in a belly band that basically comes with everything you need, no matter what size you are. And it's done in such a fashion that of course they gave me this one that has all the attachments on it that I'm not going to need. But anyway, it's done in such a fashion that is, um, here we go, designed to maintain control of that gun while at the same time increasing the odds that you're going to be able to prevail when you want to access that gun. So here's what, and, and without having all this extra wraparound. So they give you a one size fits all, but you got all this extra material. With this one, you um, you literally have the least amount of material that you need, okay, right here. And you can see it's thin, right? Not a lot of bulk to it. Yep. 
And if you're bigger, you add these extensions. So now oh, it's nice. bigger, right? And you can add as many as four, depending upon what size you are. But what makes this really awesome for this belly band is that it in the back, you know, we all have belly bands that come, come apart in the front. So let's look at this. First of all, it has the holster in it that is that vent core breathes really well, very sturdy. And the trigger is covered by this. You can't get your finger in the trigger because of this little guide that's right here. And it's set up perfectly in this area, right? So you can grab the whole thing, pull it out. So it, it has basically a holster that is secure and also a place for magazines on this side. Now, I would mention to somebody if they're going to get a belly band, the fact that a belly band then becomes a cell phone holder and all these other things yeah. is really not good. It's like your duty yeah. belt over there because you don't want to getting out your hold, your your phone when it rings. You don't want to show your your gun, right? So that's to me, that's yeah. just well, that's there's a reason why it's called concealed carry. It's, yeah, stays concealed. Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen, right? But here. Yeah. here Here's the difference of what happens. So now you set this up to carry at three o'clock. You can set it anywhere you want to, right? But, and you just basically put it on, take it off like you would any other belly band holster. And the fact that it's very strong construction makes it not roll because so many people have these problems with these things rolling. So yeah. that's another thing you have to think of when you look for a holster. But here's the greatest design factor of this. This is the back of the holster. So in the very back, it's Velcroed together like this, right? But if you want to adjust it, let's say that you're around like this, but you have a butt that sticks out. Some people's rear ends have it, right? And then they're good. Yeah. So now you can take this like this. And when you put it on, there is literally yeah. a V. So now this is tighter or, or lighter, you know, loose where you need it. And so we had a, a lady who's an instructor with us out in Nevada, who's just, she's been to everything you can imagine. And when she tried that belly band on and we fit it to her body, she said, I can't wear a belly band because I have to wear it up here into my armpits because the way my hips are. I said, watch this. And I put the, the fold in it for, you know, like the cantering. Yep. And when she was, she was like, she could wear it all day long. She said, I can't believe it. You know, my, it molds to my body. So there are products out there like that right? There are products out there. But what is really cool about this is something we haven't talked about. And that is that let's say in your busy day, you have this belly band and then you want to just have a thigh holster. This literally is now a thigh holster. A thigh holster. How about it just that? goes right to a thigh holster and it fits right on, right on your leg. And the way it's set up, you can turn it so that if your leg's bigger at the top, right? You could do yeah. like this, see how it makes that kind of, I'd be, Boy, I'm terrible at this, right? <laughs> or, or, if, or if you have pencil legs and they go straight up and down. So many of these holsters need so much help, but you can see the difference in the way it would go like this or, you know, whatever your leg happens to be. And so the object is how do you make it in, in your daily day? Now, guys typically don't wear, uh, what do you call it? Thigh holsters. They do wear ankle holsters. And um, we designed an ankle holster that works for women as well as guys in the same stealth gear line that you don't even know you have on, you know, ankle holsters. Wow. There's a lot of things that are problems with that. So yeah, you can yeah. sort of check that out. The main thing is you want a holster that's going to stay put, put work with your body type and offer you an opportunity to have quick access to your gun in a fight for your life. 
That, right. And then, of course, how do you deal with it when you get in the car? So how does that work with where you carry the gun when you get in the car and stuff like that? So it's, it is a lot that you have to consider. But in the end, um, for what it's worth, Stealth Gear has the belly bands like this. Guys love them. Guys put them on and it's, they love it's them. Funny. I've, seen, I've seen the commercials for them. And, you know, when I think belly band, I instantly think uh, female shooter. But I'm seeing commercials where guys they love on them. these things. And I'm like, they, and I'm like I, I just didn't. I, 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 for some reason, I did, didn't connect the mm -hmm. two. Yeah. And I can see exactly why they would do it. And these things actually will fit inside, like down lower on your hips, inside yep. of your waistband. And they work with the kind of pants you have on right now. Okay. Just saying. So guys, and because it has that modular Su ability. Susan, Susan's saying that because she knows that I was out snow blowing before we started <laughs> the podcast and that, I was all wet from the snow blowing around that I'm actually wearing my PJs. Isn't that wonderful? Um, you got to work that's, in your PJs. That's, what, that, that's where that comment's coming from. Well, thank you for sharing that. I am not wearing my PJs, full disclosure. Yeah. Um, all right. So after we answer the last questions about the holsters that you might have, I'm going to do a real quick thing about carrying in a purse. Let's, it's funny because I was going to go to off-body carry anyway. So why don't we talk about off-body carry? Okay, so so let's talk about that. Um, we have guys' versions of this. Here's one. Um, I'm going to just drop these off of here. They actually make them for guys now. Just hold on a minute. They make them for guys. This is actually like a uh, a man bag. A I don't messenger know. bag. It's like a messenger bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's awesome. I mean, this was designed for a pilot, actually. Very, very well made. Um, this is by uh, designer Conceal Carry that does this. It has the pocket in the back, right? One of the things, so guys, guys do have these in the market. I mean, they are out there for guys. They call them unisex yeah. sometimes. But anyway, the one thing you want to consider is how fast is your draw going to be from the side, right, yeah. as compared to the top. So doing the critical thinking, we've sort of designed a, a off-body carry system that'll work with your life and be able to have top access. I'm not going to go into that a lot, but what I am going to tell you is any time that you have a off body piece, you need to have training with that piece. And sadly, 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 some of the people that do training who are very well known in the industry are training you incorrectly how to get quick access to your gun. They also mention you can shoot through the purse. If you have a revolver, you just put your hand in there. Well, can I mention um, a carry purse should have a holster retention inside of it to keep the gun where it is. You have to get your gun out of that holster within your purse before you can pull the trigger because it has a trigger guard. So how in the world are you going to shoot through your purse? If we teach you how to lose that purse quickly enough, right? You never should have yeah. to shoot through your purse. So there's a lot of training that goes in with these. Um, there are bad ones. This, this is, this one's hilarious right here. Okay. This one just happens to still have the straps on. Here's a good example. This is a, uh, a purse that has a carry system in it. Getting access to that gun is so difficult because the purse is so floppy. It's so floppy. Yeah. I, yeah. As soon as you held that up, I'm like, how are you going to draw out of something with no rigidity to it? Yeah. Well, and not only that, you know, people put it inside the purse and then you got to dig out all the stuff you're looking for. Do you find your gun? Yeah. I mean, it looks like a comedy act. 
Um, it's the same thing. Thank you. It's the same thing with a purse as it is with a holster that you're going to have on your body. What is the stability of that particular product, right? How well is it constructed? I actually took this one apart. To it's a leather, leather purse with the carry zipper on the outside. Side draw again. But it's designer on the inside. I mean, this looks like a Gucci bag inside. Smells. This thing's probably, I don't know, 10 years old. Oh, my goodness. Still smell, smells like lovely leather, right? So you could spend in your um, quest for an off-body carry anywhere from $50. Have a look at this one. <laughs> okay. Now, what's wrong with this? Okay, this one right here, $49.99. It's made out of vinyl, right? And your carry option is in the back. It only gives you one size carry on this one, right-handed only. Yeah. So if you're handed, you're out. But here's what happens. You put the gun in there. Even if you can get your hand in there to pull the gun out, the material comes out with the gun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the problem. And look at these loopy things. So there's no retention, right? And it's too yep. short in so many ways. Plus, there's just way too much going on with this. So this and this is already heavy. Before you ever put they it down, they they designed that for a look, not for function. See, you are so smart. You are so smart. Yeah. There are so many I mean, people that design them for that look. You're that, exactly right. That that was that was designed for a certain demographic. That oh, by the way, you can also carry a gun, but it's not it's not designed for that. I'm I'm looking for a particular one, and I brought a whole bunch from a system that we you know different training that we do. But anyway, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> There's one of them that the carry purse was very well built, but the strap was such that when you put weight in it, it stretched. So where you started with your purse here, a couple hours That's later, not. you just feel like a, right? And a lot of people talk about the importance of having a cable through the handle, through yep. the strap, having it cross body, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And this isn't a full line thing, just disclosure on a purse thing. We have a whole nother, that's a whole nother subject. But the point is that um, cable that goes through there keeps somebody from stealing your purse off you. Right. You'll train and be taught to give them your purse. It doesn't matter. If you have your gun in your purse, it's an issue. So the object is put it so that they can't get it away from you. Problem is you that strap can be used like a cord around your neck to kill you. And that has happened yeah. a lot. Crossbody gives them more option for that. So there's these elements that you need to think about. So back in 1993, when I started carrying a gun, this is it. You can I, people who know me know I love black and white. I have a lot of black and white guns, right? This is a little Gucci bag from years ago, right? Stands up. One of the things that's nice is you should have a carry bag that will stand up on its own. You want to have a good solid base on it so that you don't have, it doesn't flop around like the other one, but. This is not a carry purse. I just found one that had this inside pocket that I could zip, right? And then access to the other things that I needed, a really strong strap. And it looked like it was, of course, they didn't have carry purses back then. Right. This carry purse is so good that I got through security with a gun in my purse. And I was sitting in a courtroom when I realized that, oh my goodness, I have a gun somewhere I shouldn't, right? And the way I did that was because when they look inside your purse, I had it covered here with this zipper. Yeah, and they just, thought, had, they just thought it was a divider. Yes. And I had top draw is much quicker, right? So that's a whole nother subject. But literally, I mean, it's just now starting to fall apart. It's just kind of funny. 
through this process, through the years, there has been, this is a very popular brand. This is a gun tote mama's bag, right? This is, this is one of their more popular styles and it's because, and it has the, the structure of it and all the, the ability to have stuff in it, whatever it's, and it's made of, of nice material. This one happens to be a faux leather. It's not real leather. And it does still have that side draw, which creates a problem. They've sold so many of these, right? Because it was after a purse that a lot of women carried in the 90s. Now, everybody who's a thief knows exactly what those purses look like. Yeah. And yeah. so now they know who has a gun and who doesn't. It's like putting a sticker on the back of your car that says, hey, you know, steal my guns. I'm an NRA member, you know? Okay. Yeah, it's it, it's funny because you can you, you start profiling based off of what you're seeing. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I worked in a, I worked at a, at a facility where we were not allowed to have firearms, it, you know, inside the building. Um, but sitting in my office, looking out in the parking lot, I'm going gun, 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 gun. Yeah. <laughs> I could pick out the cars. Exactly. That, that number one, I knew had a gun in it. And number two, we're likely to have a gun. In it. You, you just know. Exactly. Now, remember that thing I told you when you get in a car you have to maybe put your gun somewhere else on your body or in your car because yes. when you sit down, you're it's it's interfering with That's, if you're your right seat, your belt. Yeah, the case may be. That's a whole nother podcast as well, right? There's yeah. things that are safe and things that aren't. But with a system that I've done and people can do it without buying with any purse that they have, it sets you up so that you can literally take your you can carry purse carry, but when necessary, you can immediately move it to your body. That is no thing. Yeah, because now not only can you go from a, a waistband or a, a, a belly band to a thigh holster, but you literally can go from I carry off body to on body. So the holster in which ends up inside of your carry purse is a really good thing. And then, you know, this is a this is like alligator. This is a gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous leather purse, right? This happens to be a carry purse, again, from that designer conceal carry. I took the, the strap off for another purpose. What, and some of these have locks on them, right? Some of them have locks. Some of them don't. I'm just going to mention these locks are not going to keep anybody from stealing something. No, from, I, I'm right? looking at that because, you know, I do cybersecurity and part of it is physical security. Mm -hmm. I, I'm already looking at that going, I know how to defeat that lock. Very quickly. But very quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's, and it's not, it's not designed. It's not designed for if somebody wants what they say what the, the saying is locks are meant to keep the honest person honest. Yes, exactly. That's and what that, that's what that lock is. And that, that opens up the door for, they say, if you're a person should, you shouldn't carry off body. This is like singing to choirs. Okay. You shouldn't carry off body. If you have a habit of leaving things lay around, if you can't keep your purse with you. So then they came up with the lock. Oh, it doesn't matter if you lock it, not a big deal. But when do you unlock it, right? At the time you're trying to rack around in the chamber when somebody's yeah. trying to kill you or put your seatbelt on in a wreck, you know, you you can't be unlocking your gun. So that yeah. doesn't meet your critical thinking. You got a false sense of security thinking, well, I have a lock on it. My kids aren't going to get it, right? Just yeah, saying. Like, like for me, I for for several years, I had to do off-body carry. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I was I worked for a facility that you were not allowed to have a firearm in. Mm-hmm. Not, not saying that I recommend you not follow your company's policies. Mm -hmm. I made it, I made it, I did a risk assessment mm -hmm. and decided that I was going to violate company policy. Mm -hmm. To do that was off body carry. I had a back, I have a 5'11 backpack that has a holster built into it. Mm -hmm. 
And um, when I got into when I got into work, I just took my backpack and I would lock it up in my desk because there's there's times I'm not going to be in my office, and that firearm needs to be secured. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's that's how I secured it. Um, and and we all make decisions on what I mean. We're the ones who are responsible for this or that, breaking a law, not breaking right. a law, whatever the case is, right? Um, I I just want to say that. The concept of going from your thigh holster, whatever this is right here, this actually becomes a holster with inside of your regular thing that you would have, right? And it fits yep. down in there. You can zip it up. It doesn't show anymore. It gives you a top draw. And the way the wing is on this, it does not come out when you try to pull your gun out. This is a backpack system that then allows you to go from carrying a backpack to just going off with your wallet and stuff into the store. <laughs> so, so then how do you do And your gun, if you have a yeah. small gun, it actually fits in here. So you can go from your waistband or you can go from this, stick it on your body if you want, then pull it out of a, a top draw pocket when you have this need for a carry and then go with what you need here. So there's a way to do a system like that. You have three, you have three options right there in that one. Absolutely. And yeah. look at, look at this. Okay. This is my favorite find of all. And, and, uh, this is a actual carry purse and a friend of mine actually has, uh, uh, sells them. You know, she's the one who, who decided to start carrying them. It has a holster inside of it. This is a top draw holster inside. So it keeps your gun good. It's a crossbody kind of look. Of course, this is for the cowgirl in me and it is leather just yeah. mentioned, but, um, it also then fits inside this. Look at this. Okay. This is Look awesome. So this that is, my, I'm, I'm a, yeah. And so they didn't come from the same people. I went and looked for them. Right. But anyway, so now I have my hold, my holster can fit right in here with my gun or my belly band does the same thing. Right. And I can carry all that with me and all of my legal stuff, whatever. And then when I just want to go off with my gun, I have this, That's but awesome. if I want outside the draw holster, careful with that. Don't get that one dirty. I'm throwing the floor like that one. This is a top draw system right here where now that uh, holster from the belly band sits in there and I have an outside draw here. So I can really literally go from whatever part of my life I need to go to. But what is the key? It's always the same thing. When you put the gun in there is the trigger protected same thing with a holster or an off-body carry can you access it without having to what you were finding out how the falco holsters fix in yours right yep. to where you don't inter interfere with that grip that you have and have to start moving things around and when you pull it out does it stay put if i didn't already say yeah. that that's a very important thing well, and then how does it fit within your lifestyle and how fast can you access that that gun and is it are you increasing your odds by coming straight out and turning instead of having a cross draw or, you know, yeah. what the case may be. Well, it, it's funny because you said this multiple times and we've been going for about an hour and a half. Oh, um, wow. It comes down to critical thinking. Yes. You have a problem. How are you going to solve this problem? Exactly. Um, like you show just the last like 10 minutes of you going through purses. I'm not going to, I'm not judging anybody if they want to wear, if want to, have a purse. If you're a guy, you want a purse, go for it. Um, 
But My husband's looking, same. looking at how you took that, you, you have a, this and you found somebody else has this, this fits in this. That's a critical, that's a critical thinking skill right, right. there. Right. Um, and if and I just it, go try to buy, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but go ahead. No, I was just saying, it's just something that we've, we've gotten away from. We've gotten away from critical thinking skills. Yeah. And we need, if you're, if you have decided to take on, I don't even want to say take on, if you've realized that you are your only responder. Yeah. You need critical thinking skills on multiple levels. Number exactly. one, what to, if you're going to engage, if you're not going to engage, how you're going to engage and how you're going to cover, you're going to carry mm -hmm. this tool mm -hmm. that is going to enable you to be more likely to prevail if you need to save your life. Yes, but at the same time, the critical thinking part of it, people just think, oh, it's more comfortable here and I can just lift my shirt up. And some of your competition shooters actually show pulling up their shirt and shooting it really quick. I mean, the whole problem with that is how are you going to be able to maintain that in a fight? Right. And will that dynamic of that of that velocity of your arm going forward and coming back slow you down? You have to think about that because you're really yeah. in a false sense of security otherwise, right? And and one of the things that's sad, we'll kind of go right back around to don't waste, you know, don't 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 just get a cheap holster because it holds the gun, um, right. because you have this expensive gun you don't want to lose. But if you start walking around, and I, I would challenge everybody to do this, this is what I tell them. Look at people who are carrying guns. Look at, first of all, could you take that gun away from them? because it doesn't have a good retention on it, right? Where is it? Did you even know that they had it? If they do have it, what are the problems with it, right? And, and that's how you can begin to understand some of the things you're going to face when you start looking at other people's, the way they've handled things and decide, is that really the best thing for me? So yeah. yeah, it's a process. It really is. And it doesn't have to be expensive, but you should spend money for a good quality product. Yeah. Leather lasts so, a little I look at, all right, so my SIG 220. This is a fairly, I mean, it's about a $900 gun, right? Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things of, I'm not going to take this $900 gun and put it in a $20 holster. Well, some a lot of people do, and that's because you have made that decision, right? But so right. many people think, oh, it's just a holster. Yeah, I'm not going to go, this is not going to go into an Uncle Mike's universal fit nylon holster. Exactly. It's well, just not, not going to happen. Which, um, reminds me, which reminds me, we did not discuss the hardware on holsters in a big way. And it is a very important thing. Plastic clips on holsters or any kind of carry method, they're not, they're going to break. They're going to break when you need them the most. So you need something that's definitely, definitely strong. I mean, that's where I come to, I mean, this inside the waistband holster, mm -hmm. these are plastic. These are plastic. Yep. Throw it uh, away. This this outside the waistband holster, which was my everyday carry, mm -hmm. all plastic. Right. Thin, um, thin, no big retention. Um, this, I mean, this was my everyday carry from this was my crossbreed. Mm-hmm. Plastic. Yeah. When you go to what I carry now, leather holster, it's all leather, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, inside the waistband, metal clips. Yep. 
Um, let's see here. Where's my other my other inside the waistband? Metal clips. Yep. Um, and trust me, these metal clips, putting them on can be pain. But trust me, it's worth it's worth it because I know that this thing is secure. Well, the I other thing you want to think of too is some metal clips don't have good uh, rit, rack, uh, no. those little things that they retention. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the metal clips, the the rivets. That's the word I'm looking for. Rivets. Yeah, if there you go. In, they can be really poor, poorly riveted. Yep. Yeah. So those are those are things we look at. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my Falco here. This this inside the base. It is a. It's it's actually metal riveted into the leather. Yeah. Not yeah. it's not a plastic screw. It's not very, very uh, well made. Exactly. It's not stamped in there. So there's a lot of things. You know, everybody. You know, the, the, you're looking at this. There's a lot of things. I mean, for an hour and almost forty minutes now, we've been going on. You really need to think about what you're doing, mm -hmm. so, and you're so, This is problem solving. This is problem is. solving 101. It is. So, you know, think about everything that you need to do, and then, you know, what you need it to do, what mm -hmm. can it do, and what are its faults? You know, yep. just because. Right. You know, I have holsters here that uh, they're in there somewhere. They're really cool looking holsters. Don't get me wrong. They, they're, they're great holsters. Uh, they, they look awesome. But when you dive down deep, they have problems. And there's a, right, there's a reason why there's a bucket of holsters behind. Yeah. There exactly. are holsters that just do not get used for one reason or another. Yeah. And, and the thing of it is, let's just review before we say goodbye, the things that make it important. Okay. It Absolutely. really does have to do with your unique qualities. And just because like your wife may have the wrong gun in the wrong holster to be able to carry at three o'clock to be able to increase her odds. And because she has a certain gun, then she has to carry it in a way that's going to decrease her odds. So it's a balance. That's why we do that whole yeah. get fit thing. Right. Secondly, your lifestyle. How do you operate in the world? Right. Kids, no kids, you know, all kinds of things can happen. So that's a big deal. You have to find something that's going to work within your lifestyle. And then the retention. Retention is king. Totally king. You got to be able to, it has to stay in the holster. You have to, you have to make sure that when you're in a fight, you're not going to lose it. And it's going to fly across the room because you got yourself. People don't even think about those things. And when you've dealt with being in a combat situation or some kind of a fighting situation, or you're in fear for your life, you begin to critically think that. So let's talk about what are your needs and what gun do you have? And how is that going to either increase or decrease the odds you're going to prevail in a situation that works with what civilians, same thing with the holster system, right? There, there are a lot of options. So I always say, you know, you hear a lot of people, Hey, get yourself a, an instructor, you know, or just go, you know, get somebody that's going to help you through the process. But if your instructor is a competition shooter who doesn't know, what about yeah. that? So I'm not saying that they would be a bad instructor, but the, the fact is, if you know the critical things you have to think about, you can tell real quick whether or not the people who are helping you make judgment calls are going to be there. And then the other question is, are they getting paid to help you? Are they trying to push that gun because for some reason they're getting some help, you know? Yeah. So you've got to really that. And it's important for the instructor. And 
when we went and got our concealed carry class, um, you know, we did our concealed carry permits here in Montana. Um, you have to prove competency with a firearm. Our first instructor, the instructor we had, he was a highway patrolman, mm -hmm. but he he knew the ins and outs, understood. He's the one that, that raised my attention to, you know, holsters for men and women can, can be sometimes totally be very, very different, different exactly. things. Exactly. And, and I've been married to my wife for, you know, how many years at that point? And it just hit me then. Mm -hmm. um, he was a great instructor and he set that bar so high mm -hmm. for every class that we take is every once in a while. Uh, it's like every three years, we'll redo the class just, just to do it because you get a different uh, opinion. Mm -hmm. I've had another instructor. He taught at a, um, at one of the police academies in one of the States, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say which one. Highly credentialed, mm -hmm. very smart guy, lousy instructor. Yeah. Worst instructor that I've ever had. Mm -hmm. When you showed that whole surfer retention, mm -hmm. he was one, you will not have that holster in my class. And why not? Because he doesn't know how to train people to use it. And he hasn't already, but you should never try to do a holster draw until you have total trigger finger control. And yeah. you're set up in the right way. See, and, that just breaks my heart. And yeah. when we were in that class, he, mm -hmm. he packed that class to make the most amount of money. Mm -hmm. There were three instructors for 30 students. So 10 students to an instructor. When we're on the firing line, they had someone who had was having a problem. Mm -hmm. All the instructors were focused on that person. And that one person. Attention not oh, yeah. paying attention to the firing line. And they suddenly became concerned that everybody was walking off the firing line because basically they were getting us to run our guns dry to, to force a reload. Mm -hmm. Well, people with single stacks are running out of ammo faster than That's people cool. with double stacks. Mm -hmm. People were out of ammo. They just walked off the line because I'm out of ammo. I got to go load my mags. Well, you know, one of the things for instructors too, I mean, we have instructors in different parts of the country. And for those kind of reasons you're talking about, we only let people come by invitation right. only. But one of the things we would say is this, you, whoever, whoever's gun has the least amount of rounds, for instance, if you've got a five shot that you're using or you're using seven plus one or whatever you're going to use, everybody shoots the lowest rounds, every mag. You don't let some, you know, either you got to get the other person up to a 10 round mags, everybody shooting 10 rounds at the time, let's say for an example, as compared to seven or eight, that stops that problem. So you just dumb down the people that have 10 rounds, you give them eight, you give them seven, and now you can control that line. It's very scary. And a lot of people don't want to do instruction once they go through that kind of a thing, unless they've had a good experience like you did. And all they saw was the second experience. You go like, you know what, maybe I'll just try this on my own for a while. So an instructor yeah. can be very helpful to you, though. So, and that's what I and that's what I love about your organization. Um, going through, if you if you have an instructor from your organization, mm -hmm. they've been checked out. Oh yeah, they've been checked out a lot. So, yeah. um, everybody, if you're looking for instructor, you know, definitely go check out. I mean, sh the Shooting for Women's Alliance has got great stuff. They got great mm -hmm. classes. Um, if you have 
you know, your wife, girlfriend, daughter, whatever is going to look at doing some, some carry stuff, mm -hmm. get the instruction mm -hmm. from the people that are the experts of it. I mean, I, I had a customer uh, when I was in FFL, his daughter was a left-handed shooter. Mm -hmm. He was a right-handed shooter. He had a hard time teaching, teaching her how to use a bolt, how to use a bolt gun for hunting. Yeah. Eventually, he found a left-handed shooter mm -hmm. to teach her. Well, he's like the mechanics are all wrong. Totally different. Totally different. You know, interestingly enough, we don't do video training like you. You pay to get this online class. You get video training. Our online classes. When you're done going through it in your pajamas at home, you know what I mean, in a snowstorm, <laughs> when you're done, you actually set up a uh, an in-person, your own live instructor. And if they're in your area, you can go physically to them. But if not, we they do a Zoom meeting. So they then they take everything that you've learned, they interact with you, and they, they tell you how to deal with the things you need to deal with, which is really what's important. Again, I go back to that. A holster that you select has to work with your unique qualities and you can't use social media presentations or suggestions or whatever to to do that you just can't you need to figure it out so use critical thinking awesome yeah. well susan how can people get a hold of you if they they want to get a hold of you or check out the shooting for women's alliance they just go to mysfwa.com. That's perfectly fine. Anybody who's been through my class, um, I give them my cell phone number so they can always call me that way too. So once you've become, uh, you know, one of our students, you actually are like one of our new best friends. So you can just call us direct. Either way, awesome. um, it is important to try to figure out before you go spend a lot of money on a lot of holsters or get in the wrong gun for whatever, it's very well worth someone helping you. That doesn't include just shooting a lot of guns or let's try a lot of holsters. You know, like there's a lot of groups that say, hey, well, I'll bring our holsters. We're all going to try holsters, you know, and the critical thinking is still not there. So, you know, just uh, if you have a question, you can email me at Susan at MySFWA.com or training at MySFWA.com and we'll at least answer questions for you. Awesome. One yeah. last question. Is Brian uh -oh. still there? Um, he just walked out. He just he just walked out. Yeah, so, he did. He's been throwing me stuff all day. Yes, he just walked for, out. First for, question. For everybody, for everybody that's been watching the podcast, and first of all, if you if, if you followed us this long, thank you so much because this is oh, yeah. great information. The people, the person who has been feeding her the stuff and getting her uh, product is her husband, Vladimir. Um, awesome guy. Uh, so I was going to see if I could get poke around, but it figures he just walked out now. He, he, did. he knew we were wrapping up. Yeah. He, um, yeah. And he knows we talk forever too. So, and, and we're really so does. that for people who listen, but, uh, we do he want does. to talk to him, you know, we do. So, yeah. So, so you're but, not going to give me that question, are you? No. Good. No. <laughs> I don't have to no. answer the question. Okay. No. So anyway, thank you so much for you're joining welcome. us. Everybody definitely, I know this is a long one, but this, these podcasts that I've had Susan on, we've learned so much. And trust me, you know, I've been shooting for 42 years and I always learn something new when I talk to Susan. And You're Susan, sweet. thank you so much You're for welcome. letting us pick your brain for the past you know, hour and 45 minutes. Well, thanks for listening to me. Thanks for letting me get excited and interrupt you. And uh, yeah, so I look forward to what we do from now on too as well. Anytime I can help, we're here. Take care, Jason. Awesome. You're awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Always great having Susan on. And trust me, Susan and I could talk forever. We talked for about an hour before we recorded. We went, what, about an hour and 50 minutes? And we talked like another half hour afterwards. It's 
always great talking to her because I learned so much from her. She's got so much knowledge that she just wants to share with people. So go check out the Shooting for Women Alliance, the link down below. Now for the product of the podcast, it's tactical machining. I, it's Friday morning, about four o'clock in the morning. I read an email this morning that tactical machining is going out of business. They couldn't continue operations because of the current administration basically killed their business. And if you don't know what tactical machining is, I built AR-10s, AR-15s, even 1911s off of their frames. They made 80% frames. And when they sell out of their stock, they're done. It, it, tactical machining folds. It, it, it's done. So go support them. Go buy lowers. They've had some great deals on lowers, on 80% lowers for a while now. Those deals are continuing. But once they're out, they're out. They're done. No more. So I have a link to tactical machining down below. Support an American company. They're out of Florida. It's sad to see them go, but hey, wouldn't you like to have some tactical machining lowers because they're now collector's items. Go check out tactical machining. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, click that video right there. That video is how to assemble a Glock slide. For everybody else, there's a link down below. Judging from the analytics, you guys are building guns again, and this is awesome news. Thank you for doing that. Continue to build your own freedom. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there and look forward to talking to you again soon.